Is New Japan doomed? Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SV3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for NJPW, the new beginning in Sapporo review. We're here to discuss the two huge shows from Sapporo this past weekend, New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, three big shows to complete, uh, the two big shows to complete the New Beginning Tour. We're here to discuss it. And to do that, I am with the most positive of New Japan Pro Wrestling fans, which will make us the juxtaposition here if you saw my preview of my rant about these shows yesterday on the flagship podcast. You know her from Sanal's life from Ace Techers. It is Sanal. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm here to shine some light on not a great show, but not the doom and gloom that people are saying it was. Mainly because, and we will talk about this, Doki, Doki, Doki. Doki, Doki, Doki. She's all about the Doki, so you can expect her to brag that she got it right. Doki for the win. So Doki gonna... Mania. Doki Mania is real. Doki Mania running wild, brother. Uh, <laughs> but yes, we're here to discuss it. Thank you so much. If you're joining us live, if you're watching us on demand, we appreciate y'all for joining us as well. Remember to show that appreciation back in the simplest way possible. Drop the thumbs up on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you're new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. And of course, Sound off in the live chat. We love to interact with all of you. So we'll highlight as many of your comments as possible. But of course, if you're feeling generous, you want to give back to what we do here, or you want to make sure your comment is read on screen with us, you have a hot Or oh, oh, you want to fund me and SP3 going over to Japan to take over Gato's job. We, we will take those super chat donations. I was also going to say, or if you want to help Sanal with getting the new Doki shirt. Yes. Super yes. Chat donations will be going to the Doki T-shirt fund. It's really nice. It's it is. Really it is really good shirt. It is a really. It is. It is not that bad at all. Uh, we got a bunch of people in the chat already. We got Nikki Boy, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson, who says, "How's it going, my good brothers?" We also got uh, the on uh, the Hara King Mayhem. New name in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Saying, what's going on with Bullet Club? They nobodies. They need star power. I mean, I was going to bring that up when we talk about the first show, but man, oh man, did did, did my words about David Fidley and the, the, the horrible job they have done of giving him momentum and why they always seem to give him just enough momentum that he's right at the line of getting over as a main eventer. And then they and then just boom. Him. And he goes all the way back. It seems like every time, never overweight title run. Like it's it's even the recent stuff. It doesn't even go back. I'm you know, you know who Finley is? You know who Finley is? Who? Hiroki Goto. He's the new Hiroki Goto. He's the guy Kokujin. I don't think we've have we ever had a guy called Kujin, a Hiroki Goto. He is that, you know, and, and Minoru Suzuki, I guess, as well. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I still love Hiroki Goto and Minoru Suzuki. Nothing wrong, you know, they've done fine. But I'm just saying, that's the 
like how it seems to be going. We got uh, Dustin Williams who says, oh, I got a lot of shit to say on these two shows. We also got Nikki. Well, probably Bonnie. a lot of it is from the Friday, which I think we can all agree was the worst show. It might, it might be like I thought the destruction show that had um, Sonata and Evil as the main event Ooh. was oh, bad. Oh. Oh, but, yeah, I always, like, not the one I always forget about. Because when I'm like, oh, he's had fine defenses, and then you bring up this evil one, and I'm like, oh, I forgot that was that. <laughs> I think it was that show. I got erased that from my memory. What that happened? I was like, oh, no, because wasn't it on here where you were like, oh, you know what, Sonata, his reign, I was like, but he's had really good defenses. And you went, the evil one, I went, oh, I forgot that was a thing. That's his only one in like his last six months as champion. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, I tend to forget about evil. It's like I, in my head, he's it's still 2018 and he's still the king of darkness with his big scythe. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's still in my brain, even after this. Dust is still what I'm thinking of. Dustin saying, uh, bless, bless you, Sonal, but we are screwed. New Japan Cup uh, brackets looking mid. I didn't think the brackets looked mid. Yeah. I like I like the brackets overall, and I like the potential of a whole bunch of things. Any initial well, so thoughts? Some good, they've got some good guys in it, I think. I, and this is, I'm going to say this is like a forceps for like everything that's going to happen. Like It was negative. But I kind of feel like, because we've had some amazing shows the past few months. And I love how it's like two shows, like one show really that was not great. And then now everyone's like, yeah. Like if you'd have put this New Japan Cup bracket last year, no one would have batted an eyelid. Do you know no. what I mean? No, because there's not, the I'll movie, be honest, there's not much difference. Mm. Like look at the bracket, go back and look at the bracket for 2023 and now look at the bracket for 2024. Honestly, I will say the addition of an AEW star ad bit. Yes, it is Jungle Boy. It is Jack Perry. Still, that is a little bit more interesting than last year's bracket. I quite like that we've also got Bolton Oleg. I yes. think that's quite because it's been a while since they've had uh young not all like like outside of the the evil you know evil getting a buy but there are a bunch of banger matches on the right hand side of the bracket. You are Mora versus Jingo. Suji versus, versus Jeff Cobb. Finley. You know what TJP versus Finley? Because if you think about it, when TJP uh, faced Finley, I just I just match, saw that match. I just saw that. No, match. but that was with um, TJP as a junior. No, that was that yeah. was uh, that was after Os Oswak. No, it, what he hadn't mentioned about going heavyweight, had he? I'm pretty it's sure they that. faced they faced each other at Battle in the Valley. No, that's what I'm talking about, but. I swear, but that's but that's when he was already Oswag. I mean, maybe he wasn't he wasn't making it like uh saying like he's going to heavyweight, but I just I just saw the match a month ago. So I'm not I'm not very there's not many there's not much on the left hand side. I'll be I'll be honest. I do agree with the the it's, left it's, hand side. The left hand side of the bracket does look very mid because it's a lot of the same of what we got last year. But the, big the big difference, the big difference with the left hand side from last year and the left hand side from this year, there's no night towing or Osprey. So yeah. this left hand side looks very mid. Where's dangerous tuckers? Is that the right, the right hand side? That's the right hand side. That day, yeah, I saw that. I was like, Tai Chi and Renderita, you better not play games with me, Gato. You better not have Narita win that match. 
I, I saw, I saw, I saw dangerous tech as possibility, and I was ready to, I was ready to buy the dangerous techers shirt. I was like, someone's gonna have them, someone in the archive. And also, I was going through my iPad today, and I have like loads of screenshots and stuff that I used to take, and I had like loads of dangerous techers ones. I was like, this dangerous techers, and then that happened. I was like, I need it, I need it now. Needed now. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with Nikki Boy, who says, I like seeing uh, Jack Perry in there. Definitely would have taken uh, Chase Owens and Evil out and tried to have Riddle and Nemeth, but it is what it is. It's not even supposed to be champions in, so it makes sense that Riddle and Nemeth is not in, but it doesn't make sense that Evil's in the tournament. Never in it. But also, it doesn't make sense because Nemeth couldn't win because he's already got a match at Sakura Genesis as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the match the match to see who's got the most beautiful hair. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be glorious. We'll talk about that, how that went down, how that challenge went in. Uh, as far as, like, with the two shows that we're going to review, Sanal and everybody watching, I think we're going to go very fast through the, the uh, preliminary matches, and we're only going to focus on the main matches on each show. Therefore, we have enough time to rant or gloat, depending on the results of those of those main matches. But, Starting off with uh day night day one or night one into Can I just say a prelim to this? Yeah. The first half of the show, so all of the tag matches, I thought were fine. Yeah. I'm just gonna say they did what they needed to. They could you could have put them on like the Osaka show, and I still would have said they were good. Like they were, the funny thing is the issue, the first part actually really good. Do you know what I mean? It did what it everything like before I said it did everything it needed to. Yeah. Exactly. And they started off, you know, on the pre-show with uh, the team Yano versus team Homa, the frontier zone, which we had. Uh, we were uh, both right when we said Toriyano and uh, Tomiya would get the win there. So they got the W there. Any comments or thoughts on that matchup? I only saw the finish of the match. I didn't see the complete match there. I did see the night two pre-show, though. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I watched like the ending because I was working on that day. So I was like, I'm going to. I've got to prioritize which matches I decide to skip. And yeah, it was fine. Again, these matches will not be for everyone. It's sort of like in the past when they used to have, you know, the constant every match had Young Lion versus Young Lion. Yeah. But when you maybe look back in, when you look in like four years or something and um, the Young Lion is now fully fledged member, you look back and you go, ah, do you remember when he was teaming with Honma? <laughs> The good imagine, old days. Imagine, you imagine if Honma had got a place on the New Japan Cup because that's what he wanted. Oh God, please no! no. <laughs> that good, means he spent the last month like I want to be in the New Japan Cup, and he's just not in it. I'm good. I'm good with uh, Honma, Makabe, all those guys. No, they don't need to be in the cup. Nagata could have been. I would have. I would have been fine if Nagata would have been on it after like Nagata. Yeah, been? Nagata's fine. Nagata, Kojima, those guys can still go and give us good matches. Uh, used to saying there's potential in the New Japan Cup as long as Gato doesn't fuck this up. Which let's be honest, sheesh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Exactly. No, I think I think we've got to say we give Gato a bit too much credit for everything because I like I feel like he's not the only person because I think I read that Dick Togo does the House of Torture matches. Someone... Oh, so he should get blamed for that. And then I think someone else does the junior. Someone say Tiger Mask deals with the junior division. I, I think I read that. something about that because there's no way that Gato is going to book everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> You never know. He, he, everyone needs a Gato of every division. Uh, well, can we get Gato on this show? 
he speaks English fine. Can we get him on? I just want to pick at his brain and see what goes on. Hey, I, 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 have, I have some key questions. Like, why House of Torture? Um, anyway. If you're in Japan, they'd go, yay, House of Torture. No, they would not. They boo them too. Just because they're over his heels doesn't mean exactly. they're over. You just, you just, just because they're over his heels. So they're still over to the extent that they need to be. No, just because they get booed doesn't mean they're over as heels. I, you know what? It, I was it might mean that media. the people don't want to see them. I was looking on social media after the junior heavyweight match, and I was very surprised by the Japanese crowd's uh, reactions to that. And I'll talk about more when that match happens. First match on the card was Zack Sabre Jr. going up against Yuji Nagata. This was your your usual kind of technical mat base matchup. Uh, Nagata uh, transitioned into a Nagata Lock 2 late in the matchup, but ZSJ was able to slip free. He transitions into a cross arm breaker and gets the tap out victory here. A strong win for ZSJ as he seems to be trying to position himself to get an opportunity at the IWGP World heavyweight title i thought this was a good match i gave it a three and a quarter stars what did you yeah think? i mean we've said this time and time again like nagata can still go he's older than tanahashi but he looks like decades younger when he's in the ring and the history with him and zach has been great obviously at, up until this point they've not had many single and one single match and um nagata won so i guess it was kind of like zach now saying look this is me now i can do this Again, on the way to like what he wants to do. Yeah, and it's another win over a former IWGP heavyweight champion, a former heavyweight champion coming off of his win against Brian Danielson in Osaka. So some good stuff there for ZSA. He will also be in the New Japan Cup. He gets a bye in the first round being a former winner. Uh, we got Dustin who says, I blame President Tadahashi uh, for allowing Gato to continue being the booker. That is very true. Yeah. But don't blame Tanahashi for anything. Tanahashi is, is the man. He is the president, the ace of our hearts. Never blame Tanahashi. Big Man Dog says, wasn't there a poll that said House of Torture is popular in Japan? They were the fourth most popular. Yeah, act like they like like I've never seen more people wreaked uh boast up and gloat about a fourth place finish than people who are in support of House of Torture being a thing. But it was higher than the United Empire, who I thought was... The United Empire are all gaijins! They're all gaijins! they're massively over in Japan. Like, you they're always... over in Japan, but they have no Japanese talent! Oh, come The... I mean... Okan, we've accepted him as our own. Ever since he went to Las Vegas, he's one of us. I mean, to be fair, he's been one of us since he did his excursion in the UK. Yeah, there you go. He, he adopted so, like, him. Yep, yeah, he, he, he don't count. So He's British. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I agree. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> next up was Kajshi. Uh, no, was it was it this match or was it? Oh, yeah. Next up was House of Torture. Yeah, I was going to skip this one. I'm sorry. Guys. <laughs> House of Torture's uh, Ren Narita. Yoshinabu Katamaru and Yujiro Takahashi going up against Bolton Oglin, uh, Rasuke Taguchi, and Tamaki Homa. This one was a very uh, fairly quick match for a multi-man matchup. In the end, of course, House of Torture cheated to win. Narita hits uh, Makabe with the push bar, and he lands the double cross, which he is calling his Bella Buster. 
to get the win here. House of Torture getting the W. And Rita, Narita pins a former IWGP heavyweight champion himself. You had to tell me, though, they had to cheat, though, to beat these three. Yes, apparently so. <laughs> to beat a young lion and th- and two old dudes. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Bolton Ole is a big god. Maybe not him, but, you know, obviously, Maccabi and that, you know. House of Torture. House of Torture. Notice I did not give a star rating because I didn't care. About I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> good, good, good. That is why you are one of the good fans. Uh, another <laughs> multi. I was, I was like, I, I was obviously working. I like, I went back to watch some of the earlier matches. I was like, do I watch this match? Like, I don't need to watch it. So I just skipped it. Like, I was going to skip it for my own sanity. Uh, <laughs> next up, we had a bigger multi man matchup five on five United Empire being represented by Kyle Newman, uh, Francisco Akira, Great Okan, Hanare, and Jeff Cobb. Diverse Chaos's Hiroki Goto, to- Tomohiro Ishii, Yo Yoshihashi, and of course. Kashiko Okada in his second to last matchup in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Really like a couple of these like exchanges in these one-on-one affairs, which usually happen in these multi-man matchups, like when Akira faced off with uh Yo was a lot of fun. Uh Cobb awesome. being in there. Cobb being in there with Ishii was a bunch of fun. Cobb and Okada reigniting their rivalry. In the end, though, it was Okada who was left alone with the young boy of United Empire, and he hit the Rainmaker to get the W here. Spoiler alert: the finish to the to the next match to their to the next match with Okada might look familiar. Um, I would say interesting because Callum Newman's on the New Japan Cup. Yes, versus uh, Gabe Kid. Yeah, which British, British. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, um, I'm a bit sad because obviously Goto wasn't in it because Hanare is injured, so he got taken out. So um, I think it would have been even oh, better. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're yeah, it would have been better for Hanare because I think Hanare's on like a massive street. Is he in the cup? Was his name there? Nah, I don't think I've seen his name. He might be still injured. So Yeah, that's what I'd say. I mean, to be fair, I won't put it past him what he did at that cage match. That wouldn't need he had to a hole, He had a hole in his head. I mean, <laughs> but um, yeah, this one, I mean, it's matches like this that like actually were very good in this. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, it's all the interactions between the different guys that we can see stuff going forward. Like, think about it Akira and Yo, who got best of Super Junior coming up. Um, the other guys have got a New Japan Cup and things. The funny thing is, though, Okada's not really at the forefront of this. It's his final two matches. But if you'd have asked me, and it's similar to like even at the other shows who stood out to you it wouldn't have been okada do you know what i mean i'm like oh well akira he's the young guy he's really showing off similar to newman newman is getting that spotlight um cobb and do you know what i mean like yo is really yeah. pushing to make himself known as yo but you know again nobody has come to us with any of the politics backstage so we can't hey, all we can all we can do is speculate. But um, one thing I wanted to make clear because I think I commented on somebody, you know, a good you know Twitter account that I usually like interact with because they made like the kind of a uh, like a blanket a blanket statement 
saying that, oh, you know, talking about Okada's comments that he made at the end of uh, the the final show in Sapporo, where it was kind of alluded to and, and probably it was kind of a misinterpretation that it sounded like he said he was never coming back to New oh, Japan. Oh, yeah, it was a mistranslation. It was yeah, a it, was a, it was a mistranslation. But the person that uh, retweeted it basically was like, oh, you remember when we all thought WWE was going to make a partnership and take all the top stars from New Japan and look what AEW is doing. And I was like, what people have to realize, though, this whole Okada thing, like how it, how it looked at the beginning of this whole thing and how it looks now, it says a lot more about the New Japan side than it says anything about AEW. I think with Okada, especially less with like obviously guys like Jay and Os Osprey, if Okada has done everything in New Japan. He because if think about it, he's not said I'm leaving and going to AEW. There yeah. he probably did have a time where he was thinking about WWE, but the one thing that was certain in it is that he wasn't staying. And honestly, like again, while it's annoying why not like not everyone wants to be tanahashi and live doing the same thing if you're kazuchika okada and you've won g1s you've won world titles you've won tag titles now you've beaten all the best you think you can be why not go somewhere else like okada is the one that i understand do you know what i mean yeah, I, I understand all of them. And I understand, yeah. like, from the New Japan point of view, because we talked about this, you know, back at the end of last year, it really seems like New Japan pushed Osprey to AEW yeah. because that left the door open for them to still use Osprey. Mm -hmm. So, like, if there was no AEW, like, the, 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 the counterpoint of, like, blaming, oh, AEW partnership, they're taking all the top stars. You wouldn't have these top stars anyway. If there was no AEW, they would just go to WWE. But at least you have now an American company that's going to pay these guys a lot more than they would get in New Japan. And they still have the opportunity to come back. And with Osprey, you could see some people say words. Like there's a song by a British group and they're like, words are words are all I have. But with Osprey, you could tell he was genuine that he does want to come back. He didn't bullshit. He went, it might take some time. I've got to get used to stuff there, but I will be back. And Osprey is the kind of guy that we know he sometimes doesn't think before he speaks, but he yeah. means everything he says. So he will be back. Unlike Jay, who like, I can't imagine. I, can't I imagine think, I think I, I'm really thinking because of the way Jay went out and looking at the way everybody else has gone out, and it's different situations. It's not everybody just going to AEW. I feel like he was supposed to, he was talking to WWE. And WWE yeah. had their hiring freeze. And that's why they wrote him off of New Japan the way he did. Because if he imagine, went to WWE, there was, was no coming back. Imagine Jay White in WWE. I don't know. It would have been interesting. It would have been interesting. I would have actually probably had to watch the product. There you go. There you go. Well, we do have a super chat donation here. Thank you so much, Will Chisholm. Always coming in clutch for us. We appreciate you, good sir. He says, uh, if people are happy over a fourth place vote, it is really sad. I came in fourth in my spelling bee when I was a kid. I was so mad at myself, but it's cool. Now I see. But now you could say, hey, guys, he's a good speller. He finished fourth. <laughs> 
<laughs> see, this is an American thing. You don't have spelling bees in the UK. So, like, I always find this concept of, like, coming forth as being a good speller very weird. <laughs> It's so great. It's so great. But I love I love that. I love like relating it to the That's same like hey, Will's a really good smeller. He finished fourth. That's how y'all sound. That's how y'all sound when y'all tell me House of Torture is really popular. They finished fourth. <laughs> Thank you for making us laugh, Will. That was great. That was great. That is great. Uh, but next up, uh, we had our final multi-man matchup on the first card on Friday, where it was Los Inganables. De home. SP3 was so happy to see this final one. It's like, finally, damn, man. Like, y'all y'all been here a while. Y'all been doing this for a while. Los Inganables, De Hapoins, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, Tensuya Naito, and Yori Suji versus just five guys, Doki, Sanada, Taichi, Takamishinoku, and Yuo Yomura. This is basically like a big preview for all the singles matches on the next night. Uh, you get Taichi and Shingo going at it, Doki and Hiromu, Taka and Bushi, uh, Sanada and Naito, and uh, Suji and Yuomura. In the end, though, it was Shingo left alone with Takamishinoku dropping him with the pumping bomber to give LIJ the victory here good match as per usual I give it three stars what did you think yeah they again like I said before we started reviewing it these tag matches have been great like they have never done I mean aside from the house of torture but it's house of torture so it's fine um yes. aside from the house of torture it gives us what you want the starting matches are what you want, and as they go up, they get bigger and bigger, and then it's like great. And this one was very good, very good preview of the uh, five matches where, again, yeah, Doki, mm. yeah. and also, yeah. um, <laughs> and Web, you know, where Taka cemented he is the electricians of all electricians. Yes, he 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 lost he he threw he drew the the short straw between him and Bushi for this tag match. <laughs> No, it was a really, it was a really good match. Um, I think was it after this that everything went slightly. Eh? No, no, no. Uh, we had we had one. Uh, we had the best match of the night. That was oh uh, oh was, yeah yeah yeah. Next. Sorry, forgot yeah. about that one. Am I frozen for you? Yeah, you are. You are. Frozen. Okay, I figured. Because if it, oh look, as, I have to say it as soon as I say it, that's when I unfreeze. As soon as I say that, that's the same thing that happened yesterday on the flagship podcast. I said it and then I unfroze. At least, right. at least we could still hear you. Yeah, exactly. Why do you just vanish? And I'm just like, um... like I feel like I'm back on Sanal's life. It's just me. <laughs> just talking to people, but by myself. Next up was our first title match of the card of the weekend in Sapporo IWGP Women's Championship up for grabs. Mayu Iwatani defending. Oh, wrong one. Mayu Iwatani defending that was against. The wrong, wrong, graphic. <laughs> wrong graphic. Mayu Iwatani defending against Mina Shirakawa. Uh, this match, man, I was definitely pleased with this one. Uh, it opened up with both women running at each other, kicking off a fast back and forth, frantic pace early on. Uh, Mina showed her focus of the matchup was the leg. She is one of the best when it comes to breaking down limbs in the ring. She just establishes control and just gives you like dragon screws and just works over the leg very well. Uh, Mina
Zelina then hoisted um, uh, Mayu on her shoulders, looked for the uh, one-wing angel dragon screw, but Mayu was able to reverse it into a poison Rana. We get a strike exchange uh, before Mina took control again. She landed her electric chair variation uh, dragon screw and then turned her attention back to the legs, locking on a figure four deathlock. Uh, after an excruciating battle on the mat, Mayu was able to get to the bottom rope. Uh, Mina dropped Mayu with some heavy strikes and followed up with a DDT. She tried for the glorious driver, but Mayu was able to escape, hitting a big tombstone. Mayu followed up with a big uh, dr uh, missile dropkick off the top rope, then a top rope double stomp that looked like it caved uh, poor Mina's ribs in. Then she hits a great looking uh, moonsault for a very close near fall. I thought that was the finish. She then picks her up, hits a big old dragon suplex, and Mina's able to kick out yet again, but then she follows up with the two-step dragon suplex for the one, two, three to retain the IWGP Women's Championship. I thought this was a great match between these two ladies, really delivering hard-hitting, fast-paced action. It wasn't like fantastic match of the year worthy, but spoiler alert, I would say this was com comfortably the best match on the show. Mm. I mean, it's times when I watch stuff like this and I'm like, God, if I had more time and more money, stardom would be like something that I would invest in. Just because, like you said, it's not probably the best one because they got given 12, was it 12 minutes, wasn't it? 12 minutes. A lot better than what we, 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 yeah. we're on the up. We're on the up from the last time. <laughs> well, slowly more and more time is being invested into these matches. But um, yeah, it was really good. We both predicted that, um, she would retain just because of like the place and something it didn't feel fair to not do it but i guess look it seems like the politics were not taking over and that they allowed her to carry on yeah a really good match and again it's like one of those things that considering like <laughs> the match it actually the bad matches work to the benefit of this match <laughs> because the yeah. starting women absolutely shine and there were a lot of people going Thank, like along with the main event, which I also really like, just that was more personal reason. Everyone was like, thank the fuck for that stardom match. And people will go, oh shit, but like, I know, why don't I go and have a look at some stardom stuff? Yeah, this was one but of really the events. winners of this show was stardom. Absolutely. And this is the one of the two matches on this entire show that I told the True Hill Heat gang that they should watch. I was like, don't don't waste your time with anything else. No. Yeah. Y'all waste the time because this is when shit is gonna get really bad from here on out. But first, we got a uh, comment here from Dustin who says, "Mayu versus Mina delivered for me. More time to them next time and less pointless tag matches." I don't I think mean, the tag matches are pointless. They're it's building. It's the core of New thing. Japan, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I also think the twelve minutes meant that Mayu and Mina had to deliver more within a small and sometimes and we're going to mention this when the next show less is more sometimes and what if this had gone maybe eight minutes longer and it didn't deliver at least they got it short they were impactful and they've stayed in people's minds yeah exactly i and i i gave the match a three and three quarter stars like i said i thought it was like borderline to be in a very great matchup but very good overall and easily the best thing on the show uh iwgp junior heavyweight championship up for grabs el desperado defending for the first time against show if it, in this defense that on uh, this reign that started out at wrestle kingdom 18 just last month 
But here we are. Uh, match starts off with uh, Despy attacking show in the entryway before his entrance, bringing him to the ring. The brawl is on. They brawl around the ring for a bit with Desperado uh, dominating things. After the opening bell, Desperado goes after the legs. I thought that was a mistake to immediately have a match that has like the focus on the legs mm. right after the match before that that had the focus on the legs. But... And there was obviously the main event as well was... Exactly. Exactly. Uh, on the floor, uh, show shoves the referee into Despy, hits him with the IWGP junior belt. Eventually, Despy looks like he's got control. He locks on. Uh, he hits him with the steel chair on the outside. He locks on the uh, numero dos. It looks like uh, show's going to tap out. But then... Then people start coming out. We get, uh, we get, uh, Yoshinabu Kanamaro comes out and Taguchi takes it's care of him. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, we had interference and it was, oh, it was gone. This could actually be good. Desperado oh. takes takes control oh. again. He tries on the uh, stretch muffler, but Show powers out. Show shoves Despy into the referee, hits a low blow to stop his advance. Uh, then they fight on the outside uh, with a distraction from uh, from the by the referee. We get uh, Show hits a low blow on Despy on the floor and a baseball uh, baseball swing shot of his own. As the referee's count climbs, Show manages uh, to get to the ringside. Desperado actually beats the count. He gets inside the ring, but the referee is I, I don't know why, but the referee is. He's purely focused on show and doesn't even realize that Desperado's back in the ring. And Narita's able to come out, pull out Desperado, lock on a rear naked choke. The referee count gets to 20 as show gets in the ring at like the count of 18. And by count out, <laughs> show is your new IWG. It's a cute picture. IWGP junior heavyweight champion, and I blame Sonal for all of this. If you watch the preview, if you watch the preview, you you put it in the air. I said, don't even talk about, it. don't even talk about that being an <laughs> option. And you talked about it being an option, and here we are. The match Sorry. itself, Sorry. I'm just gonna give it a star because I like Desperado. But yeah. my lord, that match was very slow. It was not very entertaining before the shenanigans happened. And then the shenanigans happened. And then that bullshit finish. This was like, this was the show jumping off the cliff. Yeah, because before this, like, it had been pretty decent. Like, it was like, this is, you know, this has got, like, the pledge to be a very good show. Um, show. And... <laughs> um, it's you know what's sad. Uh, I can't bring this because you all know how much of a Pongi 3K fan I I was. If you'd have said that this would have happened like two years ago, I'd have been over the moon because at that point, all I ever wanted was show to be junior champion. But it's like after all this time, it's like it just kind of feels like anticlimactic. Like I spent a whole like the first part of my life as a New Japan fan wanting a singles title for show and i finally got it but obviously in the way it happened like yeah and exactly you know like you said when you were looking through it taguchi came out and i thought oh my god 
like they've actually for once they've sorted it out like someone's actually coming out to like stop this bullshit and i i get it like it's story term wise i get why it was narita who did it but did not need like you could have had that all thing happen have narita so like make despan bamblinger make despy <laughs> news in a legal way because when when you buy countout that, that that's you can't do that that's not much marty asami has cemented himself as a bad bus driver and a bad referee now yep goodness sake marty asami red shoes will never have allowed this to happen and just when you think it's bad it's about to get worse so next guys, up sorry we're really sorry we're really sorry it's like, it's like, why would you even put the title on Desperado? Why did Desperado need a one-month reign? Yeah, oh, the, literally, I cannot even see, like, all I all I think is that Gato pan or whoever booked the junior division panicked after they realized that Wato was out. Hope you are recovering well, Master Wato. We miss you. Please come back You're, soon. You are very missed, sir. Like, Never they panicked and went, shit, shit, shit. What do we do? What do we do? Show, take it. But again, the count out, like there are a million of one ways that House Touch could cheat and they've done it. Why a count out? I'm okay with a cheap count out win to win a title, but it was just done in the worst way possible. And then the match wasn't very good. And then it was uh, followed by, you know what they should have done for everyone's like health? It's had that match. Then have the women's match at least to break up the shit show. But like, but like, they had so many title changes on this weekend, and yet this was not one of them. Next up, Evil defending <laughs> the never open weight championship against Shoto Aminu. Shoto Amino, you know, the guy they've been calling the future ace of this company. He had a, a haircut who, as well. He had a haircut. Had a, as well. had a whole haircut. He must have lost a, a hair versus hair match before <laughs> the match started. But this was just another insufferable house of torture match. And I honestly, I, I it, it took a lot for me to even get into this. But I'm just hoping the whole entire time I'm like, just do the right thing. Like we don't mm -hmm. we don't need back to back. You don't need to do this back to back. Did. He did it back to back. Uh back to back evil with the help of you know House of Torture getting involved. We get Shoto attempts a death rider, but evil pushes him into an exposed corner. He drives him into the mat, then he hits everything is evil for the one, two, three to retain the never open weight championship. This was long. This was boring. This was insufferable. Make it freaking end, please. House yeah, of Torture is this. I, I feel like I'm in a mind warp of House of Torture. Mm -hmm. Bad matches. They're not good. Like, at least with Bullet Club. When Bullet Club used to be all about interference. They used to have Prince Devin. Go out there and have great matches. AJ Styles. Go out there and have a great match before the hey, shenanigans happen. And Omega. Jay White. This was never this bad shit fucking matches. And then shenanigans happened. And I'm frozen. Oh, SP, SP3 is frozen in his mid-run. We can hear him, but he is now frozen mid-run. I, I, real, I realized it was coming because I didn't see any of the pictures that I showed for the last matchup. 
but I was really wanting to get that rant out before I did. Yeah. But and as me in yeah. mid rant. That's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, while they're not amazing wrestlers, especially in the sense of evil, show is. And anyone who is a loyal Rapongi 3K person like me will know show is a phenomenal wrestler when he wants to be. His run in the his run against remember when in the best super junior with him and Shingo, amazing. What what has happened to that? Narita, not amazing again, but sound with his wrestling. Like he's learned at the time of the dojo and on excursion. Uncle Nobu, amazing. Like why why are we not seeing even a glimpse of this why could you not have well but me booking maybe to make something slightly better haven't had show actually wrestle very well he couldn't do it so narita then realized shit he won't win and then the interference why 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 not something like that gato gato i'm coming to take your job by the way you're making you're making uh you're making you're making more sense than Gato is with this booking. Uh big man dog says, Man, this match even pissed me off. You <laughs> expected it, it's evil, isn't it? When was the last time evil had a match that didn't piss anyone off? But it's just like, yo, like you hadn't done a good job with Shoto Aminu last year. No, but you have a perfect opportunity. It's like, why even book the fucking match? He was not. He was not supposed to be in this matchup. He wins against. He wins against Narita on the road too. And Tamatanga tells him, "You need to go win the title for Hontai. Go win the title back." From he sense. doesn't even need to do this fucking match. You don't even need to have Tama give that freaking rally cry speech if he's just gonna turn around and lose like a damn chump. I really think, and this is like a weird thing, I think that some some, some loads of stuff is happening behind the scenes, which is causing a right big panic and a lot of last minute changes. Like, obviously, I think the for the junior match, it was Wato was a big thing. Um, we'll speak about the next match, although I didn't watch it. Tanner, his injury, again, maybe that's a reason there. I, we complain, but a lot of it, we've said, and we said this with the Okada thing, Gato, I'm going to just make it as Gato. Gato doesn't seem to know the thing of plan A, plan B, plan C. He has a plan A, and when something falls through with that plan A, he's like, shh, 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 I don't know what I'm doing now. And these, so the junior match, the never match, and then the um, TV title, maybe less the global one. I know we've all got grievances like, in that way, but that was a good match. I think that these three matches have been panic booking. I, I don't know how. Gato, come on, our chat, come come on here and let us know. Let us know what you're doing because I don't get it. Uh, there was no reason to book Shoto Amino in this matchup if he was gonna lose. That that's my big thing. Like mm-hmm. you do, that's not how you start off this new era for Shoto Amino. After he just got the big win against Narita, like that would have mm-hmm. been fine for him before the New Japan Cup. He doesn't even need to do this He didn't this even match. need a singles match. Just put yeah. He could have easily been in like a tag match like with Okada. Do you know what? Not Okada. That would not work. But do you know what I mean? Like a tag match yeah. of some sort. And then, and then like the, the New Japan Cup, you know, he's got the big matchup on the uh, anniversary show. He's going to face Jack Perry. I, like, like any other time, 
he him losing this big title match, I would say he needs to win his next matchup. But Jack Perry needs to win that match more than him. So like like you're 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 literally starting off this new era. He's zero and two. Yeah. We got a super chat donation from Will Chisholm. Thank you so much, Will. You, you, your, your super chats ease the pain that I have to walk. I have to remind well, as, myself. As, as, as we're speaking of these house of torture matches, you are helping us through it. That with things we do, it's worth it because people like you appreciate us. He, Will says NJPW was like, I know you don't like this, but wait, there's more. I never thought on the same day WWE and NJPW have a show. He snapped on the NJPW one. Yeah, How's yeah. Like, like I can, I have, I have accepted the fact that WWE adds unnecessarily, unnecessary fluff to their shows. But like, I, I'm okay with it, even though I had to wake up at 5 a.m. for a four-hour <laughs> show that only had less than two hours of wrestling. I'm Which sorry. I find that, insane. I, I saw this insane. on the internet. I was like, that's actually mental. That is insane. That is insane. And and the fact that we have people that that rightfully watch the show and are criticizing that point, and then there are people that are complaining about those people complaining. I feel like I'm in an inception of complaints. When y'all literally the same people that are complaining about the people complaining were the same people that were defending a West Coast rapper's son who was criticizing a product that he admitted he never watched. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like unreal. It's unreal, the inception of and the contradictions that these people do. It's insane. Uh, but I, think, but. I think, like, wrestling, and I'm going to say this generally because I, <clears throat> I almost think that it got to a point where people forgot that New Japan is a wrestling company because they've, they've always done very well. And so at the moment something happens, it's like a massive panic. Because that's why I think after the first show, I was like going online. I was like, I don't watch any other company. But can someone tell me, like, is this a normal thing? Because obviously New Japan are normally very good. They they very rarely have two big matches like this that go very, very badly. Or like mm -hmm. people don't like. And so that's why I'm saying, like, is it the end of New Japan? No, because I think... There have probably been times in the past where there have been matches like this consecutively. It's just because we are in such an uncertain period after Okada, Osprey, and Tama. And um, someone else said this to me um, on Twitter. Everyone has got very heightened emotions in the New Japan. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, I'm much calmer because I'll bring up, I'm a K pop fan. I am used to dramatic shit happening. So you get to a point where you're like, just take it just chill out just like whatever happens happens but that's why like i get i get the the very dramatic responses but on the other hand i'm just like one chill out is professional wrestling but it's also it's also like you said you kind of you kind of stated the fact of why people are having this reaction yeah. is because like i said before we've reviewed a bad show from new japan just last year the destruction show that ended with sonata and and evil we did Again, not have in our we did not have in the headline for that review beginning of end for New Japan. It's because it's a bad show in a uncertain period for New Japan. Why there is the doom and gloom? So I I one hundred percent like I do I do and I've said this once I'll say it again. Wrestling fans are not the best people. 
and they're not don't have normal responses to normal <laughs> things. So I, I just want to make that perfectly clear. But I did understand a lot yeah. of the reaction online because of this show and the decisions that were made. Because I won't even say that, you know, I think that the, the worst matches of the show are past us. I'm not even going to say these final two matches were bad, but it's the results. The making it's, The wrestling is good, but the storylines aren't. The, the results say a lot more to me than I think it says to other people that don't regularly watch New Japan. But semi-main event, I, and then JPW World I Television. I this just to say, just to prelude. That is fair. Uh, you got Hiroshi Tanahashi defending against Matt Riddle, making his NJPW proper debut. The match started off in a scramble. We get uh, standing graveling. Uh, Tanahashi is a little bit outclassed in that department, so he flees to the outside. But he eventually uh, gets a short lead, but Riddle is able to regain control Footing back inside, he hits a, a corkscrew Broton, which uh, left Riddle in complete control at that point. Tadahashi blocked a top rope dive with some knees before hitting a twist and shout and a sling blade for a near fall. Dragon screw into the ropes, only further Tadahashi's lead. But Riddle challenged him to strikes, and that strike exchange resulted in Riddle picking up, uh, hitting a big knee, and then picking up uh, Tadahashi. Hitting the bro, the bro stone, and getting the one, two, three in about eight and a half minutes. This was a very surprise finish. It was almost like a flash knockout type finish. He just hits his big move and gets the win. I thought the match was solid. I gave it uh, three and a quarter stars. So I didn't think it was a bad match at all. But I understand the people that were not pleased with seeing Matt Riddle, who Yes, he was released from WWE, but he was kind of fired because of his off out of the ring shenanigans. So, what do you think about the result of, of Tadahashi losing in only his second defense of the NJPW World Television title? So, I know that everyone's like, "Oh, Riddle injured Tana." I really think that this was a case of Tanahashi was injured before this. Yes, and it they were was. like, and they were like, "We can't have him holding the title." Because then that wouldn't, if we're going by evil thing, would maybe he would have to be in the New Japan Cup. And no way in hell in his current state is Tanahashi New Japan Cup fit. No. And again, so like I said, with the other two matches, I think this again was a, like I said, I didn't watch it, um, another case of, right, Tanahashi's injured. We can't have him continuing. I generally think that Tanahashi probably would have retained. But this injury and like guys on the internet saying oh matt riddle injured him matt tanahashi has been on the last leg for like a while now he's a so walking you injury you can't tell me this eight minute match injured him if anything this eight minute match was done to stop him from getting any more injured like i i said i don't like matt riddle i didn't watch the match but to blame matt riddle for tanahashi's injury i don't think that's a thing that's not it. That's not, not it. Guys, <laughs> Tanahashi has been injured for like two years now. It's been this bad. is at least giving him like, Sakura Genesis is in April. This is giving him like a solid month and a half off to get exactly. some stem cells injected into that knee. Hopefully. Yeah, he could get one more good match for Nemeth, the former WWE boys. Spoiler, can, spoiler for what we're going to Spoiler mention. alert, yeah. The former WWE boys can get W's off the president. 
Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I would have, I feel, you know, you had Riddle in the post-match kind of talking about calling out Zack Sabre Jr., calling him a dickhead. It's like, why didn't you just have Riddle beat Zack then? Like, And again, that whole brings to the whole thing of Tanahashi's injury has been very unexpected. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's been injured, but I feel like with that TV title, even though the time limit is less, it means you're expected to defend it more. Think about how many times Zach defended it. And I think Tanner's got to the point and he's like, oh. and we know Tanner will never give up. Tanner is that guy. But for him to look back and go, ah, I, I'm injured. You have to know that he thought about that a lot. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Nikki Boy saying, I feel like Riddle feels more right in Japan. Just hope he can keep his head on straight outside of the ring. I think that him having the t World Television Championship might be the best place for him to succeed in Japan. I mean, he came out and he did not get much of a reaction wow. at all. That was so, I did watch that because obviously um, when we speak about Nemeth, Nemeth, the reaction in the entire match for Nemeth was unreal. And so yeah. I was like, let me go back and check out his entrance just to see kind of awkward wasn't it yeah it was awkward because he's out here like yeah, yeah, yeah. no and one knows like, who you are bro like like <laughs> like, 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 like tadahashi after i video feel like that. if you wanted this to be a thing i think this well then i'm, I'm saying this like you should have had it in like america or something but again seeing the sentiment online i don't know if the western fans would have reacted any better it might have been yeah. even more toxic no, it feels it, it like like Dustin saying here. It was not a good time to give Riddle the title, especially after the last two matches. That made it three back to back to back questionable results of putting oh, again, putting the title on Riddle. I forgot to say this with the show one. Um, after the match, I went on Twitter, and if you go on the the hashtag, a lot of it is Japanese fans. And same with the show one, where there was a lot of people going, "Yay, show! I'm really excited! Congratulations!" But even though I think the reception from Japanese fans are quite lukewarm there. And again, I'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing. Again, I have no, like, I'm not going to speak about Matt Riddle in terms of everything that's going on. But the Japanese fans did not seem to mind. And I'm not going to go into detail on this, but you've just got to remember that there is a very big disconnect between what the Japanese fans, their perceptions, and what Western fans are. I'm not going to go into detail on that. That's, like, not in my place. But just when you're criticising these decisions, just bear that in mind and like maybe after his matches and stuff go on japanese twitter and like you can translate and it gives you the gist of it the discourse is very different yeah that's what i'm gonna say and you got the main event of the first night in Sapporo, David Finley defending the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship against the wanted man Nick Nemeth this match started off with Finley attacking Nemeth right uh, from behind as uh, Gato made his entrance with his music playing. When the bell sounded, Nemeth was ready with a big super kick right to the face. Nemeth then slammed Finley into various objects around ringside. Finley regained uh, his footing by spearing Nemeth through the guardrail. Very hard shot there. Uh, Nemeth attempted another super kick, but Finley sacrificed Gato to take the bullet for him. Finley then used a shillelagh 
Bailey before brutally attacking the leg of Nemeth, which really became his focus for the rest of the matchup. Finley stayed on top by uh, driving Nemeth into an exposed corner. Then Finley continued his attack on the leg, really looking uh, dominant, posing to the crowd, getting a bunch of heat. After a few minutes, uh, Nemeth became to began to rally. He pushed uh, Finley into the exposed uh, turnbuckle. Then he hit a fame master, uh, but Finley was able to respond, hitting the oblivion. He would lock on a figure four death lock at one point. Nemeth had to fight from underneath to get to the ropes. Nemeth uh, got control, hit the heart attack, elbow drops, but uh, Finley was able to once again regain control. He went for the oblivion, but Nemeth was able to cut him off with a headbutt. After another headbutt, uh, Finley turned around and Nemeth out of nowhere hits the danger zone, the formerly known as Zigzag, and he gets the one, two, three. Nick Nemeth becomes your new and second ever IWGP Global Heavyweight Champion. After the match, Nemeth cuts a show-closing promo, showered in confetti. He axes uh, Tadahashi to be his partner. Tomorrow, he said that he's going to make this title important. He cares a lot about this title. His post-match uh, comments is up on their YouTube page as well, which was even more passionate when he yeah. went backstage. So really good stuff from Nemeth. And I really enjoyed this matchup. I gave it three and a half stars, a very good main event to the show. I thought that Finley looked in his role as like the, the, you know, the home, the home heel top heel of the company going against the invading baby face who was very popular to these Japanese fans. And I also think that's a testament to, you know, Nemeth being on WWE for two decades. And also the fact that Finley has established himself as a heel to the Japanese fan so i think it's dual in that my only nitmick my only complaint is it's not a very good look overall yeah. in japan pro wrestling for matt riddle and nick Nemeth to walk in here on day one and beat the president of the company and the top in the potential top gaijin that's supposed to replace jay white and got put over by your other top gaijin will osprey just over two weeks ago for him to lose in his first title defense, not a good look at all. It really is just putting a very clear picture that New Japan is valuing former WWE stars or their new part-time gaijins than the gaijins that are sitting here collecting dust like Zack Sabre Jr., who should have been IWGP World Heavyweight Champion by now, like a David Finley, who every single time they seem to be pushing him, they push him down a fucking flight of steps. It seems like every fucking time he's climbing the steps and Gato says, nope, push him down a step. And, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And like, and gay kid, gay kids right there. Like, what are we, Jeff Cobb, Jeff fucking Cobb. Why is it that Nick Nemeth and Max Riddle have won titles faster than Jeff Cobb has not won a single title in New Japan since he became a part of the New Japan roster. His only title reign was when he was never overweight champion, when he was a member of the Ring of Honor roster, which is another example of them not caring about the fucking gaijins that are signed to fucking contracts. Sasuke, so, we, we might need to calm SP3 down a little bit. <laughs> if you didn't have a heart attack at this, right? <laughs> no, it's just like, it's like, yo, what are we doing? 
Do we care? Are we are we just ready for these guys to leave too? It's it's an odd thing. So I think um, we've mentioned that he's, he's not the first. They're not the first Gaijins who have come first match one. Um, so AJ Styles, I think, did it, and then Moxley AJ, did it. With the US Moxley Styles. again. The issue comes as timing. It's all so I think maybe if we'd have had um Riddle not win and then Nemeth win. No, yeah, Riddle not win, Nemeth win, fine. Or Riddle win, Nemeth not win. But again, it's that balancing act. And again, I we don't know the whole thing with Tanahashi. I think again that was like a big shit. Tanahashi's injured. We can't keep this title on him. I personally like Nemeth doing it. I think I read somewhere yeah. that he's done something in TNA with this title. Someone's challenging. He's gonna he's gonna defend the Global Heavyweight Championship at Sacrifice on March yeah, 8th against again, Steve Macklin. Exactly what this title is meant to be. And um, I really enjoyed the match. I said this to my mum while I was watching. I was worried about this because I haven't watched Nick Nemeth since 2018. That's a long time. A long time that he was collecting dust in WWE. And I didn't know, like you said, with uh, Matt Riddle, whether he was going to be able to, one, replicate his in-ring ability, two, replicate his in-ring charisma, and three, capture the hearts of fans. And I I can happily say Nemeth did it all. He, as soon as he came out in his entrance, again, I, for some reason, was on Japanese Twitter at that point. Um, they thought he had so much charisma when he came in the ring. And the big thing that the Japanese fan was his after he won it. Sometimes when you have these big stars come and do promos when they win a big title, they can feel forced. Something about Nemeth, and you mentioned his post-post-match, so the ones behind the scenes, something so raw. He didn't go on for like 20 minutes blobbing on. It was so raw, but he had the wrestling to back it up. Like that first bump he took through the guardrail, you know he wasn't gonna be. He wasn't like I'm a big WWE star. I want this, this, and this. You know he was like I'm gonna come, and you, I'm gonna put on a good match, and it was a very either it was a good match. Like Finley, good match for Finley as well. Again, the booking, yeah, it's a weird thing. But again, this is a thing with New Japan. For me, I personally found it fine because. With New Japan, I find like it's a company where storytelling, yeah, it's a big thing. But compared to Western countries, you could like, per this is just a person thing. Like I, when I went to watch the um, Royal Quest show or whenever I've sent matches to my friends who don't even know wrestling, they've not needed any context. They've just been able to watch good wrestling. And I think that is the thing, isn't it? Like the matches are all good. It's just that booking that is the issue. And for in people, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, Nick Nemeth beating uh, David Finley after a good matchup, I have nothing wrong with it. I have something wrong with it when it follows a countout win to crown a new champion in a group in a group that is not very good and don't have entertaining matches. Then the leader of said group beats oh, beats the rising again. beats the rising star and future ace of the company. Then a former WWE star that went out under a cloud of controversy beats the president of the company. And then another WWE guy beats a potential top gaijin that they had been pushing until this loss. It doesn't look, it's not a good look. 
And that's the thing, it's all about, if they'd have spread it out, then maybe like it could have worked. Oh, I'm shaking my camera. Like had like one of these maybe at Osaka or waited for one of these at the anniversary show. It's it, it's timing, isn't it? And again, I'm gonna keep bringing it up. We are in a period of uncertainty. It just feels like New Japan are giving us everything, all these changes at once, which again is inevitable. But we as New Japan fans, rightly, we're like a bit on edge. This is a big thing. We've said bye to so many people recently. Yeah. And I don't know if Japanese fans are, but that show specifically had a lot of fans overwhelmed. They were taken. They were taken aback by. A yeah, lot of yeah, especially after everything that happened in the Osaka show. Yeah, everyone was on such a high, and I think that's why. And this is why I'm like, I kind of get the drama. Like you guys are like very tense and stuff. It's all about that's the problem. Everything is about timing and. It was just the wrong time. It's just it was the wrong timing to have all of that Poorly emotions timed. in one show. Poorly timed is is <laughs> the understatement of the year when it comes to New Japan right now. Uh, well, we got a super chat donation from our great friend Will Chisholm once again. Thank you so much, Will. Or I'll give him all the all the heart signs. Uh, we got Will who says it is uh, kind of crazy how in 2024 the drama between Rossi and Stardom and now NJPW booking and the Okada stuff just feels weird. Timing is crazy though. Yeah, like all of this happening at the same time is crazy. It's 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 thing is it's professional wrestling, isn't it? We've got a realize that it's a sport but it's politics and and i think also with everything that's going on the not uncertainty with okada but the sort of weirdness of him leaving which i guess we'll probably discuss more on the next when we talk about the next show like compared to like tama that also probably has everyone heightened because it just feels a bit odd do you know what I mean? Yeah, the so, matter the manner in which these guys are leaving, yeah, it does feel very, very odd. But let's talk about the uh second show here. You had on the second show on Saturday, the pre-show had another frontier zone matchup, and I believe team Yano won again, did they? Yano so. for the win. Yano for the Yano, win. Yano always wins. That's what matters. And then on the main card, you had uh, Ontai, represented by El Desperado, Shoto Aminu, uh, Bolton Oling, uh, Yo, representing Chaos, and, to and to uh, Toge Makabe, uh, representing Hontai, to face House of Tortures, Evil, Ren Narita, Show, Yujiro Takahashi, and Yoshinabu Katamaro. This is your typical House of Torture multi-man matchup, but this time... The baby face is actually in. I mean, in the completely wrong match. Why did this not happen the night before? Shoto Aminu emerges from some chaos as everybody's fighting inside the ring. Bolden Oglin hit the ring, challenging, beating up a lot of the House of Torture members. And then Shoto Aminu hits the Death Rider to pick up the win for the babyface team. After the match, Yo stole Show's belt, perhaps setting up a possible IWGP Junior Heavyweight title matchup. Meanwhile, as the babyfaces were celebrating, a video teased the scapegoat, Jack Perry. Played after the video ended, Shoto Aminu acts English commentary. If that was Jungle Boy, which English commentary says he used to be known as that, and Shooter said, I don't care, I'll beat his ass in English. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Shoto speaking in English, 
because people remember he came here on excursion so everything he learns will be sort of more of what you might hear from like a will osprey or a zach sabre jr or a gabe kid than anything and that's even funnier to me so good it's really good it's a lot of fun uh that was that was a good one uh the match itself it was a house of torture multi i'm quite excited though for yo i just i like i like the idea <laughs> that yo if, if yo wins i'll be very excited about this yo yo took the belt in a way that obviously house of torture no i don't think yo's gonna win but um i i, I quite like yo in his current state the unhinged um like thing and also yeah it was a nice surprise that the baby faces actually won for once like oh, wow. hey why could this not happen the day before but yay for yo and 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 you know what well, I am quite excited for Jack Perry to come. It'll yeah. be interesting. Bit of fresh blood. Exactly. That's what New Japan needs right now. I mean, we I mean we could have had other bigger stars from AEW, but I guess we'll take we'll take what we can get. Hey, you need someone that can do a tour. There ain't that yeah. many that can do a tour. Jack Perry yeah. is one of them. Uh, Chaos next up against United Empire. Chaos represented by Haruki Goto, Keshiko Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, and Tori Yano to face uh, for, uh, Undisputed Empire, Francisco Akira, Great Okan, Callum Newman, and uh, Je- oh, yeah, Great Okan, Callum Newman, Jeff Cobb, and Matt Riddle being represented here uh with the united empire i like the exchange between riddle and okada early on in this matchup with neither man falling down akira went at it with goto for a little bit in this one Cobb and Ishii, give me another round of those two because they had good chemistry once again yoshihashi and okan went at it but it was once again callan newman who tried to get a victory on the departing okada but he was met with a rainmaker in the middle of the ring. Okada really cherished this moment. Like he took mm-hmm. on Newman at the end. He hit a landslide. He hit the elbow drop. He did one final rainmaker pose with the with the cutaway and then hit the rainmaker and really kind of took his time to get the pin, knowing that this was his final NJPW matchup. But man, oh man. Did he just beat the hell out of United Empire like a bunch of geeks and then dipped? He's he's the greatest. After the match, each of Okada's teammates hugged him. We get tear-filled eyes from Okada as he grabs the mic and he thanks the crowd for 17 amazing years and promised that they would see more of him, but there would never be another Hashika Okada. What did you think? I, I like the matchup. I give it yeah. three and a half stars. I thought this matchup was better than the night one matchup. Uh, but, man, um, Gato's not giving United Empire any type of favors right now. No. Um, did you hear the what? Was it Was it Okan? Somebody said something about, or maybe it might be Suji later on, about Okada, like, that, like because, yeah, it was Suji. And we'll mention on this later on. He was like, shouldn't Okada have like one last match at like an anniversary? Like, if it it sounds weird, but like, why would he say that if nothing? Because Okan also said similar stuff. It just feels a bit weird. He's leaving. He's leaving. Yeah, I know he's leaving. Like, I definitely know he's leaving. It's just everything's been weird around it. Like, he's your top star, seventeen years, like he said, and you're giving him 
this small multi-man match in the middle of a card, which is not the middle of the card, the second the match lower, on the card. Yeah, the lower like, end. And, of the card. and he's he's lost to nobody. He beat the president of the company. He hasn't wow. lost. He, like he usually when they you're going out of, they relinquished the other titles. They didn't even lose them. When you're going out of the company, you at least go out on your back at least once. Like he beat Osprey on his final matchup. Osprey lost all these damn matchups to start off 2024 because he was heading to AEW. While Okada is going into AEW potentially on a winning streak. This man beat Brian Danielson at Wrestle Kingdom, beat Osprey at Battle in the Valley, successfully defended the never open weight six man tag team titles, relinquished the titles, beats Tadahashi, beats the hell out of United Empire, and now he's walking out the door and you don't get anything in that regard. Man, this is what I'm saying it's something around Okada's leaving. There is some tea going on, and I want to sip it, but. Nobody's 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 giving it us. No one is serving us Yorkshire tea on a very nice plate. No one no one has the tea for us to sip, it seems. It seems so. We still want to know. We're still putting it out there. We want to know. Next up, we had another farewell as it was the battle of the gorillas of destiny, El Fantasmo and Hikaleo versus the original G.O.D. Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. And the original G.O.D. came out to the original G.O.D. theme song, came out to their old gear, wearing their old face paint. You have Jado, who was a lot of people were asking, where does he lie? What is his lowest he lies with both pairs? He decided to be the middleman officially and be the official of this matchup. Tama and Hikaleo were really kind of the stars of this matchup. A lot of this match focused on the two brothers going at it. Uh, Tama Tonga showing a little bit more of that aggression that he used to show when he was a part of the Bullet Club. Uh, they started off as a clean match, but it did not stay that way for very long. And in the end, though, it came down to Hikaleo and Tama Tonga going at it. Hikaleo hits a big, giant powerbomb, but Tama's able to kick out. And then finally, Hikaleo picks him up. Gives him the choke, then says thank you, then gives him the God sent choke slam. One, two, three. Hikaleo and El Phantasmo defeat the original GOD. They own the name now. They are the Gorillas of Destiny in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Very emotional moment post match as a teary eyed Tamatanga basically got off of his back and faced the New Japan logo in the middle of the ring. He kind of rose to his knees, then to his feet. As he stood up, the fans applauded. All the guys shared a moment in the ring together. This was a very special moment for the for this family, for this group. Great stuff here. I thought this was really well done. And the match itself was really good as well. I gave it three and a half stars. What did you think? I got really so I actually got way more emotional with this match than any of Okada's final matches. Because everything about this was perfect, from like the opponents being his brother and ELP to even Jado refereeing. Because yeah. um if you watch the post-match comments, I didn't realize how much Jado was involved with Tama, but Tama basically was like, when I first started, Jado was the one teaching me. He put me through all of the ropes and things, which I obviously didn't know because um, I knew Tama went through the system, but I didn't know that it was Jado doing it. So to have him in the as a ref and to see what he's doing now with ELP and Hikaleo was phenomenal. And like you said, yeah, the stars, Tama leaving and Hikaleo as well. 
Unlike Okada, yeah, Okada, Tama managed to look very strong in this with the face paint, with the old theme tune, but put over his brother and say, right, this incarnation of G.O.D. isn't a thing anymore, but look, you have still got the future of G.O.D. Like, well, it wasn't even that hard. Like, Tama Tonga can do it. Okada, why can't you do it? Okada, you could have you could have jobbed out the Tomorio Ishii to make him the new leader yeah. of chaos. I'm not saying that you have to like job out to like flipping like one of the young lions or like Callum Newman, but if you did it, even if you like you said someone within chaos, like if you'd have had a there's not many members of chaos, but like a two on two chaos, so maybe yeah. like Yoshihashi and Okada, because obviously we know they're very good friends, and then Hiroki Goto and Ishii. Have one of them pin you. It looks great, and then you can. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Props to Tama for doing this. Like, I I was really worried because I thought you know when he lost to Evil, I was like this can't be the way he goes. But then to have this, I feel like this was the perfect way to end. And again, like unlike other people, Tama, I understand why he's leaving because people have been really bitter about it. They're like, oh, he's going to go to WWE for like a few weeks and then leave. You gotta understand, Tama has a family. Tama has, I think, is it three kids? Yeah. He missed their first steps. Like, if you listen to why he said, he said, when I was a young boy, my dad was wrestling in Japan and we never saw him. He said he doesn't want to be that. So please do not hate Tama and saying like, oh, he's going somewhere for this reason or he won't stay. He's going, like, imagine having a family and not seeing them for most of the year, missing all your kids' milestones. I'm glad that Tama got this farewell. Yeah, absolutely. With his brothers and the people closest to him in the ring. Yeah. Uh, we got another Super Chat donation here. Thank you so much once again. I will be able to afford this Doki shit. He, what's the, he is contributing to the Doki fund. You can't let the world contribute alone, guys. You can send a $2, a $5 Super Chat. We appreciate the support. Thank you so much, Will. He says, it's going to be real when Tamatanga pops up in new in NXT to help the Good Brothers win the tag titles. LOL, LOL, LOL. Sweet. I had to do it. Um, They are doing vignettes for a new star coming to NXT. And oh, a lot of people, a lot of people think that it might be Tama Tonga. No, no Tama, not NXT. I, I, I am, I am not gonna front. I'm fine with Tama Tonga in NXT. I don't see the place for him on the main roster, and on the main roster, the only place I see for him is in the OC, which is dead on arrival. The OC has been dead for mm. a little over a year now. Yeah, that like that's the problem with WWE is he goes there and he has that history that then they're not gonna not play on it. And I want Tama I, I it's like what I said to Finn. I want Tama to go out there into like into the big open world and find who Tamatonga is, not Bullet Club Tamatonga, not G O D Tamatonga. Who is Tamatonga the wrestler? Uh, we got here Frantic Girl says Tamatonga better not go to NXT to join the good brothers. I mean, you'd actually have someone who could wrestle. There you go. Hey, and he wants to work, unlike uh, yeah. the good brother. <laughs> like the good uh, 
Next up, we had tag team action. It was the new IWGP Global Heavyweight Champion, Nick Nemeth, teaming up with Rasuke Taguchi to face the Bullet Club's David Finley and Gato. This is your typical kind of... It feels like this was like this whole feud was booked in reverse because this should have been the match on night one and then the championship match is on night two. But nonetheless, the match happened here and... Unsurprisingly, Nick Nemeth and Rasuke Taguchi getting the win with Nemeth hitting the danger zone on Gato to pick up the victory here. Post-match, though, that was a more important part to all of this as Nemeth got on the microphone and he said that last night he requested for Tadahashi to be his tag team partner. But there's one other thing he really wants to do with Tadahashi. So he challenges him for a global heavyweight championship bout and Tadahashi accepts the challenge due to his injury. We did not know when that challenge would be made, but it was made official earlier this morning. It will go down at Sakura Genesis on April 6th. It's going to be Hiroshi Tadahashi challenging the wanted man, Nick Nemeth, for the Global Heavyweight Championship. The match itself, I gave it two stars. What did you think? I gave it, I gave it five stars because I finally got to see Nick Nemeth with Ryusuke Taguchi, they did hip attacks together. Nick Nemeth is now a member of Hontai. He even has a shirt, although uh, Ryusuke Taguchi spelled Nick wrong. They spelled it with a K. <laughs> he did. No, I mean, this is just obviously, like I said, I'm a big New Japan fan. I like so many of the wrestlers, and Taguchi has always been one of my favorites. So this was for me like a dream to see them together. The match itself, I didn't really care. But just to see Taguchi doing the play with Nick Nemeth and the hip attacks and then Nick Nemeth like dancing along. I was like, this is my world's colliding. This is amazing. The the hip attack spot was fun. The hip attacks on, on, on Finley okay. and Gato were fun. Those are fun. Uh, we do have in the chat here, RPGs is bringing up a good point saying, uh, don't Tama live in Florida? He wouldn't have to travel much, which is what he wanted. That's why I think he's going to NXT. He'll start in NXT. Yeah, I mean, I can't see. I, I never thought of him going to AW. No. I feel he, like doesn't have, he doesn't have a good relationship with the with the Bucks or the Elite. He just so, doesn't. And, and to be fair. I, I, think, I think I think honestly I think that it's it's he it, I'll be honest I've always thought it's he We're honest on he, he yeah he has an issue with the Bucks he doesn't have an issue with the elite he has an issue with the Bucks I think he's actually cool with Kenny I I think that so if Tama decides he's gonna head over to the yellow and gold brand, I might have to start watching I just his matches I'll probably just watch his matches though I said that I said that I'd do it with Carl. The, Drake's, but I've not watched any of them. You have not watched one bit of Eddie Thorpe. No, I do. Dragon I Lee's there. Dragon Lee's there. I, 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 you know, I do support Carl Frederick. I still like his stuff on Instagram, but I do still feel kind of betrayed. But you know, you don't, you're not going to go out your way to see Eddie Thorpe matches. Come on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, all right. Next up, we had the start of the Lij Just Five Guys best of five series with our battle of electricians bushi going one-on-one -on -one with takamishi noku opening moments saw bushi trying for a dive immediately taka tried uh taking the match to the mat but bushi continued to escape into the ropes i don't know how many times takamishi noku tried his little uh front face lock submission but it had hey, to be a dozen thing. that's his thing it had to be a dozen times he went for that move 
more than the Mishinoku driver. And that has his name in it. That's just disgusting. Uh, Bushi tries with the MX, but Taka catches him with a super kick. Bushi continues to attack the knee in this matchup. Uh, and it becomes is the difference maker for him. He lands, he lands multiple drop kicks to the knee before securing a leg lock. Taka tries to get to the ropes, but Bushi's able to roll into the middle of the ring. And in the end, Taka Mishinoku is forced to tap out. Pretty decent match here. I gave it two and three quarter stars. What did it you did what it needed to. It was never going to be the star product out of this, even though this was like semi where the feud started at like New Year's Dash when Taka shocked the world and got a pin. Um, again, I said this on social media. No matter what you think about Taka Michinoku and like his social life, he again is someone who is in still very good condition. Like, I do not wince seeing him run the ropes like I do with Tanahashi. And um, Bushi, again, like, he knows where he is. He seems happy and content. He's won the title. He's won the tag title. He might win the tag titles again later on with um, Titan. Yeah. Titan. I don't know why my brain went black. Thing. But, yeah, it was a nice match. Like, they both did it. it again, no one, no one expected it to be the match of the night. But it helped with the storyline. It wasn't bad. It, just, it did what it needed to. It was a good starting point for the LIJ Just Five Yards rivalry, but it would only get you better. Didn't, you didn't say Taka was going to win. Yeah. <laughs> this was uh, just the start of a downward spiral of SP3's prediction. Yeah, like, I mean, I, 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 tell, I, I was really wrong on a lot of these yeah. predictions. <laughs> uh, Doki going one-on-one with Hiromu Takahashi is next to match Sanal has been wanting to talk about. And this match, man, it just started off so fast. I was so excited for this one. Doki launches himself at, uh, at Oromo when he's making his entrance with a dive. Oromo matches his energy, takes the fight at on the floor. Uh, Hiromu drove uh, Doki into the barricade, establishing control. Back in the ring, Hiromu landed a big falcon arrow, but Doki was quick to answer with a drop kick, a springboard elbow as well. Doki then hit a dive to the floor and a double foot stomp back in the ring before locking in the the doki doki, the doki doki, the doki doki, Kevin, the doki doki. Doki. Or, or, or if you're and um, listen to Japanese commentary, is the Italian stretch number thirty-two. No, no, no. The doki doki, the doki doki. Uh, doki uh, went to the apron to further his control, but Hiromu uh, cut him off. Hits this big sunset flip power bomb. Whenever he hits it, a pop because he barely hits it anymore. Back in the ring, both men were on equal footing, leading to a struggle for control with neither man landing something substantial before Hiromu eventually hit a dynamite plunge, but Doki was able to kick out. Both men trade lariats. Hiromu then lands the time bomb, but Doki was able to kick out, which really got the crowd into this one. Uh, Hiromu now desperate to close things out. He reached down for Doki, but Doki grabs him into a deep Doki 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 Doki. Hiromu's able. Hiromu's able to escape, but immediately he's planted with a big, massive DDT throughout this matchup. Commentary was talking about how Doki always tries to finish things off with suplex della luna, but his in, his inability to hit it is the, usually the reason why he loses. So in the end, after a great 13-minute matchup, Doki is able to finally hit suplex della luna. One, two, three... Doki pulls off the biggest win of his career, defeating the former six-time, seven-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion, Hiromu Takahashi. A great junior heavyweight matchup. 
fast speed, great sequences. This went one went back and forth. Doki pulling off the huge, massive win for his career in the end. I definitely enjoyed this one. I give it four and a quarter stars. Sanal, what did you think? Your glorious moment, Doki, getting the win for you. Oh, oh, Sanal, Sanal, Sanal getting, uh, look, see, this is, this is Hiromu Takahashi and the LIJ fans trying to, uh-huh. trying to stop. Someone, someone in the comments tell me if I call. You know, you, you were, you were frozen and blurry there. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Or am I frozen? I don't know because Sanal looks frozen to me. Someone tell me in the chat if it's Sanal that's frozen or is, is it I'm that frozen? Because I'm really not sure at this point because I have freeze a couple of times. But uh, we got in the chat here, we got Safet who says Takamishinoku is a legend. I agree. I agree with you, sir. Uh, we got Safet who also says NXT is indeed in Orlando, though. I mean, no one, no one, no one debated that. No one debated that, Safet. We all know. Okay, so I'm guessing because Sanal has jumped off uh, of here, it was Sanal that was she was she was frozen. Yes, RPGs confirming Sanal was is frozen in disbelief. She was in disbelief off of the fact that Doki got the win for her over Hiromu Takahashi and the New Japan staff, the LIJ fans, and Hiromu didn't want Sanal to be great, and they <laughs> cut her off. They cut me off at the moment I was waiting for. At first, I thought it was you. I was like, is it SP3 gone off again? And then I was like, no, it's me. <laughs> well, the time is yours, Sanal. Doki, getting the win over Hiromu. How did you feel? I told you all. I told you it was Doki's time. I was on edge this entire match. I was like, could it? Because like, what I liked about this match is that either of them could win. Like you could see that they were putting their heart and soul into it. But most people, SP3 included, just assumed that um, it was just going to be Hiromu win. But aside from this being the biggest match of his career, I like now we have added another layer to the junior division. Because you have Hiromu win. You're like, well, it's Hiromu. He's beaten, he's multiple time junior champion. He's beaten Doki. Doki has never won any titles. You have Doki win this now. He now looks like a viable pick for a championship because he has beaten one of the best in the history of New Japan, like along with guys like Liger, junior champions. So like aside from, yeah, my excitement, like Doki Mania is real. It shows that they are now willing to give other guys... Again, the show one, we're on the fence about how that happened, but it's showing that they're now willing to go outside and give other people a chance. And this Doki win was massive to show that, like, now Doki... I remember when Doki first started. He was basically Takamichinoku. Nobody really... I used to call him Dookie. Yeah, Dookie. No one had a connection to him. He was picking up loss after loss after loss. Um... And now, where are we? We were at a stage where, so in the crowds, it was split, split. I did a poll, and now with the results, the results were split. And this is against Hiromu Takahashi, one of the most popular men in New Japan. That just proves that Doki has worked his way up and rightly deserved this one. And haha, I told everyone. You have your glorious moment of haha, I was right. To be fair, the next match was just as good for me. I was, I was, I'm, I was, I was. 
it was back to back bangers. I was like, oh, my new Japan is back at this point. This is how I felt at this point of the night. And because next up, you had Tai Chi going one on one with Shingo Takagi with both men's YouTube channels on the line. Uh, this match was like, you know, like I said, Haromu and Doki was your fast paced junior heavyweight style matchup. This was your hard hitting beat the shit out of each other, never open weight championship type matchup. Both guys come out trading strikes. This continued to escalate before they were going for like bigger moves. Shingo eventually established control with a big suplex. He took a second to plug his YouTube channel as he stood on Taichi's back. Taichi answered with a big air raid crash. Then he paused to dramatically uh, remove his pants. This gave Shingo time to land a DDT. Both men resetting as they were both down. They got uh, to the corners where both men started trading headbutts and strikes before Shingo hit Tai Chi with a big uh, drop from the top rope. Then Tai Chi powered up, leading to a couple of back and forth suplexes. Both men trading suplexes back and forth. Then they just start colliding into each other with big lariats over and over again, stumbling uh, to their feet, stumbling to the ground. Both men collapsing after a couple of minutes of trading lariats. Eventually Shingo tried for a pumping bomber, but Tai Chi was able to duck it and hit a dangerous backdrop with a bridge. One, two, three. Tai Chi picking up a huge victory once again, showing his superiority over Shingo Takagi in a straight up banger. These two guys, man, they were hitting each other hard as hell. Inject this into me. This is at like 3 a.m. in the morning. This gave me life to keep going to the end of the show. And then I was in disappointed by the final two matches. But we'll get to that. <laughs> tai Chi and Shingo delivered, in my eyes, either this or the Doki match, the best match on the show. Four and a quarter stars for me. I, what did you think? I, I can't pick between this and Doki, the Madoki match. Because obviously, everyone got, you guys know, as much as I love Doki, I also love Tai Chi. Like those two for me are like at the top of my New Japan pyramid. I expected good things from them. We've seen it in the past over the King of Pro Wrestling and like they're very much in that never style of thing. But this was so cool. I, I, is the added the YouTube thing was just a nice little touch. They were like, well, there's other people who've got stipulations. Why have we not got any? And in, I don't know if any of you guys have watched either of their channels. Um, Shingo's channel was actually pretty funny. It never has, none of them ever had subtitles. But it was always just fun to watch. It was, a, like you said, the perfect contrast from the, the fast-paced junior match to a proper Japanese strong style. And and again, like with Doki, with everything going on with the heavyweight division, you now have said, right, Tai Chi now. While a lot of people, I'm skeptical, say we're probably not going to see world heavyweight champion Tai Chi anytime soon. No. He's still... Like, uh, he's a guy now you could be like, yeah, he can put on these consistently good matches. And if you need a main event, if you need someone to do a show that's not got a title, you can put him in there. I know, put him with Okan, put him in the Never Title, even uh, maybe later on put him in the Global. Do you know what I mean? It's showing that, yeah, we've got a show, but there are people who we can still rely on. And Shingo and Tai Chi are one of them. And I think Tai Chi needed the win more than Shingo. Though SP3 probably disagrees. Just no, you know, no, I, I no. Tai Chi definitely needed the win more than Shingo, and most of all, man, this is just this matchup was a big example and a big kind of should be an eye opener for Gato Tadahashi and whoever's on the booking committee that you have 
homegrown New Japan stars or Japanese stars that are ready to be in main event positions, that are ready to deliver the high-end quality that we expect from New Japan, and you have it here in Taichi and Shingo. So Come on, del- like, like believe in these guys a little bit more instead of relying on part-timers. Ripping his pants off. That guy always gets a pop. That will never fail to get a pop. Never fails. Never fails. <laughs> He's been doing it for a decade, over like nearly a decade, and it will still get the same pop from Fox. Every single time. Every single yes. time. Banger matchup with Tai Chi and Shingo. And I expected this show to kind of just, it was, I was like, I, at that point, back to back bangers, I was like, oh, we're all full sales here, yeah, man. We got the hair versus hair matchup. We got the main event. That was great at Wrestle Kingdom. This match was great at Wrestle Kingdom. We got nothing to worry about. This is going to be a total 180 from Friday. And then the match begun. Hair versus hair matchup. Yoda Suji going one-on-one with Yua Yuomura. Uh, This match started off very, very slow. Both men trying to find an opening. Yua found a little one. He utilized some basic offense, uh, some of his, like, Ricky Steamboat arm drags and stuff like that. Suji broke uh, this advance but kept the pace slow as he uh, picked apart Yuya. Suji eventually kicked Yuya to the floor, giving Yuya time to recover. Once Yuya returned to the ring, he retook control, utilizing some simple maneuvers. Suji worked on the mat, target. I mean, Yuya worked on the mat, targeting Suji's arm. Suji escaped. Uh, he managed to get uh, Yuya in a Boston Crab, a tale, a tale as old as time when it comes to these young lions. Eventually, Yuya landed a big double underhook, uh, deadbolt suplex, but he wasn't able to capitalize with a pin. He climbed to the top rope where Suji caught him. He hit a big old Spanish fly off the top rope for a close near fall. Yuya fired up, hitting the deadbolt once again, but he wasn't able to capitalize once again and follow up. With both men down, the referee started a double count. With five minutes left in the time limit, we're at the 25-minute uh, point by this point. Both men began to rally. Uh, Yuya hit a big backdrop. He attempted to try for the cross uh, cross body, but Suji was able to reverse. He hits a big old curb stomp. Suji tried for a gene blast, but Yuya was able to reverse into another arm drag. Suji tried again, but Yuya reversed into a cutter this time. Yuya hit a big German suplex, but Suji just pops up, hits the gene blaster spear. One, two, three. After the matchup, Suji starts to, he sits down, Yuya in a chair in the middle of the ring. He starts to cut his hair in the center of the ring. Yuya basically cuts him off at one point and then decides to cut the rest of his hair, leaving a big old ball spot. But sadly and horrifically, this didn't get much of a reaction at all because they went 28 too long 20 28 29 minutes when these guys delivered a great 12 minute matchup at wrestle kingdom and doubling the time and making it nearly triple the time of their wrestle kingdom match did them no favors this never felt like it got out of like second gear we never got like a hot closing stretch we never got the the closing stretch was better the last five minutes was better than the then, match, like, then the match itself. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But, but like for the, I said this to you before. Actually, before we started, the problem was is I think that these two, you would probably say, forgot it was a hair versus hair match. They wanted to showcase. So if this was a normal match, it would have been fine. 
we might be too early for them to do such big gimmick matches because this is, the, this is the type of matchup they should do when there's a title involved. You yeah, shouldn't this do this just their second match. Since it's a reason why the last time it has been done and why it was so perfect was Minoru Suzuki and Hiroki Goto. Two men with a lot of experience. They know how to balance it, but also with a much deeper feud. Again, that was over the Never title, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so on, on its own, this match would have been fine, even if you went that long time. But with this gimmick match, they are not ready. You know what? It takes a very long time to even be able to do proper wrestling, never mind gimmick matches. And I just think they are nowhere near ready. And this, like you said, with the type of match it is, it needed to be in first gear. Pretty much all of the way. Yeah. Yeah, it really was like it was almost like they never got out of first gear the entire the entire matchup. And it wasn't until the final five minutes that they even turned it up to second gear when you really when at that point you should really be at like third gear. You, 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 you yeah. to have a good matchup. You should be at third gear by then. And I'm and also thinking that and this is less because I know everyone's like blaming Umara and I think they're both. It's, no, they're both at court. They're both at court. At this, this, like this show, this showed that they are not as ready as we all thought they were. Yeah, well, I mean, I always knew they weren't ready because I think that like everyone has been like overhyped. I think, um, the problem comes is it also comes for style of wrestling. Umar, like Suji's style definitely suits a much quicker pace because despite being a very big man, we see he is very lucha inspired. Yeah. Similarly yeah. with Uemura. Because their styles are so different. So Umar's is very slow, methodically map-based. And as people have pointed out, much simpler than Suji's repertoire, which I'm not going to say. It's because Suji came to the UK, so he's much better well-rounded. I'm not going to say that. But, but you want to say that. I'm going to say that. But I'm just saying that the style that both of them wrestle, one, has not does not work with long matches. And two, at the moment... Especially Umura's character is not yet up to something as serious as a hair versus hair. I was a bit sad that Suji didn't put more because we've seen Suji's charisma. But Umura is a, a guy who I think needs to, like, in the ring, he's fine. With other people, he's fine. Like I said, Wrestle King, he was fine. But he still has a way, a way to go for character-wise, for to work in a match like this. But again, to everyone saying this was the worst match they ever had, even comparing it to their Young Lion days, now I will say they have had better matches when they were in Long Island, but this is not the worst match they've ever. Also, had. there's not much we can judge by because guys, you need to remember, Umar only came back in like October. Yeah, I gave I gave this match uh three stars. I gave their match at Wrestle Kingdom three and three quarter stars. So it is a step down from Wrestle Kingdom, but. I think again that uh, is. I, I will I will say it wasn't as much of a step down from Wrestle Kingdom as the next match. But I, you know what, with the next match, you know, after hearing the news about Sonata, everything makes a bit more sense. Uh, what's the news? I didn't know that he's working with a uh, Ted. Oh. Then, 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 don't, don't give him the damn match. Like it's a pretty simple. Like, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry of these excuses that I'm ripping them apart because they're not an excuse. Let you, me don't book, you, don't book, you don't book, you don't book, you don't book Amino against Evil if you're gonna have him lose. Just like you don't have Sonata work hurt 
when it's a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom. You can literally put anybody in this position. But here we are, Tensuya Naito defending the IWGP World Heavyweight title against Sonata in a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom 18. And I will say, the match started off good. It was good for like the first like 10, 12 minutes of this matchup. We get an opening filling out process. Sonata switched things up by attacking Naito on the floor, but Naito reversed that. Hit a big DDT on the floor. From here, Naito continued to focus on the neck. Big high high end offense on the neck. Sonata came back with a big plancha, keeping up the pace. Uh, Sonata turned his attention to the crowd, getting their attention, getting them more into the matchup. Naito eventually retake the lead keeping the focus on Sonata's neck a drop kick in the corner sent Sonata uh sent Naito crashing into the rain post uh Sonata then drove Naito's neck into his knee uh from off the top rope in a vicious looking spot Sonata locked in the skull and tiring uh, Naito then he went for the moonsault but Naito was able to block it with getting his knees up Naito started hammering at the neck and no one works over the neck for their finisher quite like Tensia Naito those elbows to the neck are just sound Vicious, but toward, toward when we started like getting when they started switching gears from like second gear to third gear, mm. this match fucking fell apart, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Like the, the 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 key part is when Naito went for his full destino and, and fucking work. Sonata slipped out of it and just laid there like he actually got hit with it. Oh my god, I was so embarrassed for them. It was just so bad. And then it was just so many spots where guys were just not in the right position or guys fell when they were supposed to be getting lifted up. We get uh, Naito goes for another Destino, but Sonata's able to slip free. He hits a Shining Wizard. He tries for the Deadfall, but Naito tries for a Tornado DDT. But he tries for the Tornado DDT into the cradle that he's won matches with before. But it didn't look like Sonata knew that, that he was going to do the cradle afterwards. So he just stays on his head after the DDT. So Naito has to act like he's doing a front choke. It looks so bad. Naito eventually picks him up. He hits a deadfall of his own. Sonata responds with a pair of shining wizards. He goes for the deadfall. But Naito hits a tornado DDT. An inside cradle combination. For the one, two, three, Naito retains the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. In a nice little moment post-match, Naito calls uh, Okada into the ring. They have a nice little moment where they meet fists, but then Naito starts wrestling with, <laughs> with uh, Okada, and they end the sequence with Naito doing the LIJ pose, Okada looking over at him, smiling, and walking out the ring to give him his moment. Nice little ending, but... Boy, oh boy, did that match fall apart. I yeah, gave that, that match at Wrestle Kingdom four and a quarter stars. I gave this match three stars. This was a, a, a steep step down from Wrestle That's Kingdom. the thing, though. It started fine. Like, it, like I was agreeing. Like, it was fine. And then it was that Destino attempt. And that's when I was like, something's gone wrong. And I think at the start, I thought that Naito had been injured. Because, again, he's... He's in much better shape than Tanahashi, but he's obviously he has said this. He said that I'm not gonna wrestle forever. Like, do you know what I mean? Which I guess you know, kudos, at least he's honest. So I thought that that was the case, and I don't know whether that had like startled one of them, maybe startled Sonata that something had gone wrong, and then it just tumbled there. Again, not like an awful match, but it's sad because they we know they can put on good matches together separately, together 
they've done it in the tag matches, but it just seems like this was just, like you said, it was a series of mismatches, miscommunications, whether it was to do with injuries or things happening. And it was sad. But I guess, like, at the end of the day, we remember it's professional wrestling. It's a sport. Things like this do happen. And, again, this is not to put a tarnish on anybody's, like, ability as a wrestler having one, like, bad match like this. But it's just how they now learn from it. And, you know, I mentioned the post-match with Okada and Naito. I forgot to mention what Suji said to Okada, where he got out the ring after his win, and he basically asked Okada in Japanese, are you satisfied with how you're leaving? I'm disappointed in you. I was like, God damn, big Suji! Oh, someone put on their big boy pants after that boring-ass match. This is the thing, right? It's him, and then obviously Okan's words. It's like... Everyone is noticing. They're not even making a, a thing that Okada's leaving has been <laughs> a bit shit. And I find that really funny. And especially, yeah, like you said, Suji after that match. I'm coming down. He's like, yeah. No, he like said it like he had like a great match. Like he's saying it with his chest. I'm like, dude, you had like, like I like I saw somebody squeeze. I was there, like, I agree. Okada watched that match and he was like. Yeah, I did good not letting these motherfuckers get me, put me put over I mean, these guys. I saw that and I thought that was slightly <laughs> dramatic. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting because then, like I said in the post match comments, he was talking about how like we should have one last match and then something about like the anniversary show and stuff. This is what I mean, like everything surrounding Okada is a bit weird. He's out. He's not gonna be yeah, on that anniversary like, show. I know he's out, but it's just so weird how you've got these young guys saying these things. Oh, Khan Suji, and then the added thing of Suji, like, oh, shouldn't you have one more match? And I'm like, yeah, we know he's going. Like, why are you giving us these teas? I'm not expecting to see him at this goddamn anniversary show. So why are you gonna push it like that? Don't get my hopes up. Don't no, don't get me hopes up that I'm one more match, and like, he's actually gonna put somebody over because that ain't gonna happen. We know that ain't gonna happen, but. Well, we do know uh, we want to hear from all of you. Let us know your match of the night from both shows. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle for both shows. Out of 10, what did you give night one? Out of 10, what did you give night two? And your MVP and LVP for both nights as well. We'll start with NJVW, the new beginning in Sapporo. Day one, Sanal. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle in three, two, one. I'm I'm not because I actually like the I liked the Nick Nemeth match. The women's match was great, and I had no issues with the opening matches. So I'm not gonna go fully down. I'm going down. I'm a uh, positive those, person. I'm positive. Those those last four results is a big down for me. Mina Shirakawa and Mayu Watani was borderline great, but it wasn't great enough to suffer to to counteract all the results afterwards. So it's a thumbs down for me. Out of 10, I give the show 5 out of 10. Which yeah, is I get 6. So it's Just barely like... passing. Bare- yeah. Only in the UK is a 60 a passing grade. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know what? This, this <laughs> I, love how, I love how like people always get shocked about like this. Si- in the UK, university is very, very, very tough. So to get a so 40 is a pass. And I know Americans are like taken back by this, but it is because everything is very is so much harder. I did history. It is so much more like obviously like up to open to interpretation. So I I this is off a tangent, but I'm a very strong student. I've always been quite studious. But when I first started uni, I was getting like 40s. And I was really worried, but they told me it's fine because like 
so many people do that. This is just a little note for you Americans who might be confused about like why our grading system is so weird. Very weird. Um, who is your MVP for the first show? Mm, just mine, was star- mine was stardom. Yeah, I was gonna say like stardom or just Nick Nemeth because I liked how much yeah. the crowd like he was really the epitome of like presenting himself as a superstar from the start and getting the crowd into him. Even though some people might not know him, some people know him. Oh yeah, he I'm kept- gonna go. I'll I'll go with on that. No, I'll go with Nick Nemeth for MVP match of the night. Mina Shirakawa versus Mayu Watani. Yeah, no, that that was a phenomenal match. Like the girls really showed out and like were like, yeah, bitch. LVP for night one, House of Torture and oh, oh 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 I can say all of them. all of them House of Torture yeah. House of House of Torture and Gato and Gato because yeah. Gato Gato regardless of who's booking it you have to write off and sign off on it so it's I was opinion. gonna just go for evil but yeah yeah we'll, we'll go for like a more broader spectrum House of Torture all right day two let's put our thumbs in the middle thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle for day two in Sapporo in three two one i'll keep it in the middle you're slightly up yeah you know why i'm slightly up out of 10 what did you give the show a seven i gave the second night in Sapporo a six and a six and a half that is just passing in america (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um and what was your who was your mvp for day two turkey of course of course, that was like the biggest one he's ever had, and like, well, like I was so emotional because I was like, because bearing in mind it was very early in the morning and I had barely slept, and I was like, oh my god, am I seeing things? I thought uh, I was hallucinating. I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm also gonna give it to Doki, your LVP for day two. Because I, no, because you know, I you know, who I'm gonna give it to. I'm sorry, Sadal. <laughs> It goes to Suji and Yuromura. Yeah, I don't want to give it to them. <laughs> like it was, it was, it would have had to be like either Suji Yuromura, Sonado, and Naito. But like Sonado and Naito, I feel bad because it started off really well, and obviously yeah. something happened, whether someone got a bit more injured or something. So, but then, I feel bad. You have to. Like, you have to be honest. We're here to give a. Honest takes and analysis. Well, I actually like, genuinely shows. didn't think it was a bad match. It just was a bad match for what it was meant to be. Okay, like, you didn't think it was a bad match. Was it a disappointing match? Did it fall short of your expectations? Of the hair versus hair, yes. If this was in any other situation, no. But just because it was meant to be hair versus hair. And they seemingly forgot it was hair versus hair until three minutes. Yep. That was the exact so, moment I remember looking. So, that was like so, the exact moment where. So like, LV, they, the LV, that sounds like the LVP. <laughs> sounds like LVP to me. Uh, but I think Sanal is now frozen because she was thinking about giving yeah. uh, Suji. There you go. I, you're I, back. I, felt, I was so betrayed by my own choices that I froze because I had to have a moment to think about what I'd just done. And your match of the night, Sanal, who you got? Why are you asking? To be fair, it would it would it would have been a toss up between Doki and Hiromu and Tai Chi and and um, Shingo, but just because it's Doki, Doki and Hiromu, because that is and the I, biggest win of that man's career. And I'll go with Tai Chi and Shingo because it's a nice match, battle. No, it, honestly, equally great. 
it's only just because like it, the win for Doki was much bigger. Like Sonada, I mean, yeah. Taichi has had big wins in the past, but for Doki, this is like the crowning moment for him. I'd say. No, definitely, definitely agree with you. So now let the people know where they can follow you on social media, where they can check out your solo review of the new beginning in Sapporo over on your channel. The floor is yours. So yeah, you can find me Sonal's Life on YouTube. I did a review and whereas we're quite honest here, I normally tend to stay quite positive on my YouTube channel. So if you want some positivity, go there. You can find me at wrestling underscore chat on Twitter or X. And there you can find when I post new videos, when I'm going to be on True Hill Heat, when new Ace Techers comes out and anything going on. And I will normally, if I can, be live tweeting and replying and trying to spread the world of positivity. I'm basically like the New Japan version of the New Day. Yeah. The power of positivity <laughs> through Sonal. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Follow the gang, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at True Hill Heat. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat, $3 a month. Gets you exclusive content like our ROH reviews, as well as the True Hill Heat Prediction Championship. So go over there and check it out. Check out True Hill Heat Sports and Entertainment, our second channel. And check out all the great uh, content that we got on the channel right now from this weekend. Like the True Hill Heat Flash It podcast from yesterday with Miss Chrissy Love, True Draw Josh, Top Guy JJ, and myself talking about this crazy weekend of wrestling, TNA No Surrender, WWE LMA. Nation Chamber, New Japan, and all that. We talked about it all on the flagship. We also did our Elimination Chamber Perf review on Saturday with me and the True Jaw Josh. So check that out as well. We got a new Collision Discourse going to be dropping this week to review this uh, last Saturday show. So be on the lookout for that as well. I'll be back here live tomorrow, 2.05 p.m. Eastern Time with Romeo to review tonight's Monday Night Raw. So now, uh, I believe we got some shows coming up, New Japan Cup and stuff. You'll be back for that, right? Of course. There I he goes. Be being a ray of sunshine. So me and Sonal will be back to preview the New Japan Cup and the anniversary show. So be on the lookout for that as well. So for Sonal, it is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. This has been our NJPW, the new beginning in Sapporo review. We are signing off until next time.